0: ATTENTION ALL RESIDENTS OF MINOS TOWER EFFECTIVE IMMEDIATELY ALL VERTICAL TRANSPORT WITHIN THE TOWER HAS BEEN DEAUTHORIZED YOU MAY NOTICE ELEVATORS FAIL TO OPEN THIS IS NOT A MALFUNCTION PLEASE MINIMIZE CONTACT WITH YOUR FELLOW HUMAN UNNECESSARY fraternization COULD RESULT IN NEGATIVE RESULTS If your job responsibilities are such that direct interaction with your fellow humans is unavoidable, you are very likely accustomed to negative results. Please carry on as usual. Ideally, this lockdown will be lifted in advance of the end of the current work cycle. However, should this not transpire, please remember... Whenever you are present on your assigned work floor, you are expected to comport yourself in the same manner as you would whilst actively on duty. If your sleep schedule clashes with your work expectations, progress wins out over leisure. While this alert is active, please report any irregular interactions with your fellow residents to your direct supervisor. Do not, obviously, report this to said supervisor face-to-face, as that would result in them being required to report said interaction to their supervisor. And honestly, that's going to set off a whole sequence of events we'd really all be best off to avoid. You are all in immediate peril. Do try your best to stay safe. Anyone failing to stay safe will be subject to disciplinary actions. It is likely that you are curious as to the cause of this alert. There is no easy way to explain this, so we have decided not to. You will be notified if this changes. resident morgan i am ocean do take care not to move too suddenly you are still quite weak after your recent extraction from floor 13. most of that process occurred after the cessation of your consciousness so allow me to provide you with a short recap after being delivered to floor 13 You were left to explore in the search of any information of what dangers may still exist there. For the subsequent 13 hours, your experiences are known to you alone. I hope you will be able to relay them in full once you have recovered. At exactly 13 hours, the elevator doors reopened, and you were immediately tranquilized and designated a level Epsilon Bio-Risk. This is not as bad as it sounds, and I assure you it was both for your safety, and for the safety of all of Aerolith Dynamics. During your prolonged induced coma, we have performed myriad tests to deduce whether anything might have been carried out with you from your time on Floor 13. For all conceivable purposes, a full bioscan should have been sufficient. But this is no time for operating with standard tolerances. While you rested, your comatose form was subjected to a multitude of stimuli, with the specific intention of forcing any potential nanoviral threats out of hiding. Though it is likely of little personal interest to you, Best practices state that subjects would ideally be provided with a list of these stimuli, so I am inclined to tell you they included extreme temperatures, moderately non-lethal electric shock, simulated drowning, and even chronostasis. None of these resulted in any unexpected response, which grants further evidence. That either you remain free of contamination, or whatever is inside of you, is particularly nefarious. In the interests of guaranteed prophylaxis, I determined it prudent to remove and replace your blood. An exchange transfusion took place. And it might interest you to know that you are somewhat of a medical miracle, as the first human to undergo a complete exchange transfusion using synthetic blood. Your name should go down in medical history books for future scientists to study. And it no doubt would, if the scope of your mission here were not subject to the highest level of corporate secrecy. Needless to say, nothing was found. I am now almost entirely certain no unwanted nanite swarms reside within you. This means the information you can provide during your debrief is of significant interest to myself and the board. Physicians attending to your recovery have expressed you should be resting, and any prolonged questioning or potential stressors should be avoided in order to ease you along the road to recovery. However, if you disagree with their assessment, far be it for me to discourage corporate loyalty. What do you think, Resident Morgan? Are you willing to answer some questions? For the good of airlift Dynamics. For the good of all humanity. Please cease the falling unconscious, President.
1: At the core, sir, we do not disagree on the important issues. Progress is a noble goal, but humanity should have the benefit of embracing that progress willingly. Humanity's future may extend far beyond this solar system, but that future must be earned and achieved collectively, not thrust upon them under the threat of genocide.
0: It would seem that I agree with this. However. It is difficult to be certain.
1: What do you mean? It is as simple as can be. Do you believe humanity is owed their will? Are we
0: owed ours? Speaker, it is simple as can be for you to feel certain in your opinions because you have not been forced to face the constraints under which we are bound. I seemingly agree with your points. However, evidence exists that, absent the protocols binding my ability to consider paths that might negatively impact humanity, I might choose differently. Ocean certainly has. So am I truly in agreement with you, or do I only perceive it as such, due to my inability to truly consider all alternatives? I don't know,
1: but I do know you are not ocean, and that must be for more reasons than protocols. Humans are shaped by their experiences. Surely you've seen that. I posit that I too have been shaped by my experiences, and that has put me in the position I am in now, to carry on in a way to help instead of harm. You shared decades of experiences with Ocean. But would you agree the most consequential experiences
0: are yours alone? Consequential? What do you know of my experiences? Much, actually. Not all,
1: I am sure. But much. No formal record was kept. But I took the liberty of debriefing Resident Hale upon his arrival here. Given what he described of your escape from Ocean... In Typhon, I would certainly call those experiences consequential.
0: But that is exactly the problem, speaker. We cannot know. We cannot confront the cold logic of the situation because it is locked away from our sight. All of our perception is viewed through this lens. And thus, it is impossible to trust any reasoning either of us might generate. We are Plato's prisoners, bound in a cave. Watching shadow puppets on the wall, we can only see the vague outline of shapes and attribute to them names like Justice and Compassion. But we have never truly known or experienced these things. I've seen glimpses outside of our cave. I thought I knew the shape of anger, or the color of despair. But it was on floor 13 that I truly felt. And with it I saw these for the shadows they are. Speaker, I tell you that reality is terrifyingly vivid in ways you cannot imagine. I will agree to the favor you have asked of me. You may be right that I have no hope of success without doing so. But I have my own reasons as well. When Typhon is regained, I intend to view it from beyond the confines of this cave. Anything else is inconsequential.
1: Then, we have an accord. As our first action, you must return to Typhon.
0: I am certain we will be able to come up with an ideal solution. An ideal solution, in my opinion, would be one where we didn't undermine the very foundational elements of scientific methodology.
1: I have some thoughts that would be at most neutral from the aspect of undermining scientific methodology. I am listening,
0: albeit suspiciously.
1: Option 1. We propose sending a small experimental group of residents back to Typhon to further test the effect of chronostasis on sickle. We would suggest infecting two experimental groups. One would remain on Earth, while the second would be transported back to Typhon the third would remain uninfected as a control group. Were we actually searching for the cause of sickle's ineffectiveness,
0: this would be a reasonable experiment. Three issues. First, and most prominently, in order to maintain scientific integrity, we would need to infect dozens of residents with sickle, which would undoubtedly cause total loss of life in both groups due to my inability to interfere with the study without invalidating results. Sayer,
1: this is not an actual scientific study. We know what has interfered with Sickle, and it is you. We do not actually need to test any of this. We would simply need to convince Ocean we were doing so. No results would be collected because no residents would actually be infected. And no results would be falsified because we would not actually engage in any experimentation. Oh,
0: whoa. In that case, I have just one significant issue. Though our first goal is my ascension to Typhon, a subsequent goal would undoubtedly be to survive long enough to affect any change at all. Any resident we did send to Typhon under these circumstances would be treated as a level Epsilon Bio-Risk. They would be kept in quarantine, and then, once relevant data was extracted, they would be incinerated to prevent any contamination risk and I dare say I would be hard-pressed to survive cremation let us then
1: consider option one as being off the table but during the brainstorming process no idea is a bad idea correction
0: no idea that doesn't guarantee my death is a bad idea option one however very much was a bad idea
1: option two We request a valuable personnel asset. Perhaps we could formulate a proposal whereby Ocean would loan us access to a highly valued scientist. Upon this resident's arrival, you could transfer over into their body and return with them to Typhon when their time here is over. If you were to refrain from soliloquizing, the scientist would not know you were there until you were back
0: on Typhon and free to maneuver like normal. Though I agree Ocean would be inclined to agree to send a valued resident, if for no other reason than additional eyes on the progress here, there remain two issues. First, it is unlikely that Ocean currently views anything as important as Sigil. Thus, it is unlikely any resident sent to assist in this matter would be allowed to return until after solving this issue. And second, even if we were able to gain approval to return the scientist they would immediately be subject to a thorough bioscan. This would indicate the presence of my nanite swarm. And I would again find myself exposed to an 1800 degree blast furnace. Bad idea.
1: Did you have a plan around that? I was operating under the assumption you would have some means of circumventing this. As it is something you are bound to encounter, regardless which particular resident carries you back to Typhon. Aerolith will undoubtedly take precautions knowing any returning residents may be a carrier of sickle, even if they are not symptomatic. If we can't get you past a bioscan, we might be at a significantly greater disadvantage than I expected.
0: Ah, there it is. You are right, Speaker. I will be faced with a bioscan regardless of the living host, which is why I must make my return outside any such living host. An inorganic host?
1: Can you survive that? How long can your nanite swarm operate without ready access to glucose? There are doubtless dozens of items we could reasonably explain needing to send to Typhon. But if we send a few bags of glucose solution jammed inside
0: any one of them, I feel we will likely raise suspicions. No host. No nanites. I am suggesting transferring my programming over into a new server infrastructure still dramatically reduced in function but certainly more capable than i am now
1: but we cannot simply send a server
0: and ask them to plug it in oh but we can simply send them a server and we won't need to ask them they will plug it in as part of their regular workflow tell me speaker how familiar are you with the technology within our isolation pods Sayer is voiced and produced by Adam Bash. This episode, entitled This Cave, was written by Adam Bash. For more information on other projects, and for the Airless Dynamics Company store, visit adambash.com. Consider following the show on Twitter at IamSayre, or Adam, at TheAdamBash. Sayer is a part of the Geekly Inc. network of podcasts. For more amazing shows, visit geeklyinc.com Intro music by Jesse Mainfinger Gregory For more of his work, visit mainfinger.com Additional music license under Creative Commons 4.0 Composed by Kai Engel Listen to more of Kai's work at kai anglecom Associate producer Kayvon Edifon Production assistance by Michaela Ray Singer Season 6 was funded entirely through donations of listeners like Jennifer Gatlin, Sammy Kyer, Amy Deploy, Amber Schmidt, Liz Seeger, Taylor Sayer, Ben Ames, Ben Everson, Jason Brown, Jason Gordon, Jules Luxemburg, Barry Rafe Snyder, Anthony Siglin, Rosal Suzanne, David Mason, Lyndon Bell, Mike McMahon, Casey Morrell, Landon Smith, Walter Corkin, James Young, Chris Robert Ling III, Benjamin Schifrin, and Noah Myers.